Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to another Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast with me, your host Adam Cousins. And of course, it being Dynamite Review Day can only mean one person, Dave Robinson. Hello, how are you? Hey matey, I'm okay, how are you? All good, all good. The sun isn't shining today, but we did speak to Jake yesterday, which is a very informative, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, for that matter. It was a very informative conversation and we very much enjoyed it and thank Jake for his time. Yeah, we spoke to Jake last night. I've just done me a DDP yoga workout, so I'm feeling pumped. He is feeling from the Jake story. Positively so, paged. I am, so Absolutely. Speak. Um, we will get into dynamite in a second, like we always do, but there is a couple of little tidbits of news to discuss first. Uh, opening the fact that Roosh, and I've got that right, it's not Rush, it's Roosh, has re-signed with AEW, which is all good for AEW, and you're happy with that. Uh, I think he cited the fact that the family-orientated Tony Carmos, he just had a kid. Now, with Collision being Saturday and with there being a certain ladder match involving Andrade and the House of Black, are we going to see the return of LFI? And El Toro Blanco, the white bull. I'm so glad that Roosh has re-signed. I think he's absolutely great. Um, and and I'm, I'm salivating an LFI match against the House of Black. I think it's going that way. So, yeah, if uh, Roosh... And co appear on Dynamo um, Collision. Sorry, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, me, me Eva. It kind of makes sense as it's no DQ, and you can guarantee. Most As you that. say, he said. Uh, I think uh, Roosh's wife's just had a baby, and Tony yeah. Khan's been very concerned about his wife mm. and baby, and a little bit more family orientated than what he's um, dealt with in the past. Mm. Uh, he had a bit of a falling out as well, didn't he? With uh, was it Triple R, the company? Was yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, a great, great signing or re-signing for AW. Certainly was. And the other bit of news, thanks to Gary Joe, by the way, on the Elite that broke this a little while ago. Um, Scott Garland, who was known as Scotty Too Hotty, uh, was actually at Dynamite last night as a coach and a producer. Uh, he could have also been brought in for a tryout, might be there for the next few weeks. What do you, what do you make of that one? <clears throat> yeah, and he was in the UK recently on a bit yeah. of a tour. Um, yeah. Uh, he's worked in WWE in that role. I don't know if it was in NXT or WWE itself, but he's he's not new to that role, something that he's done before. So, yeah, I'm all for bringing in ex-wrestlers and uh, utilising their skills and, and keeping them in the business and improving the, the on-screen product. So, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what match he did produce if he had a bit of a tryout. Yeah, it'd be, it would be. We should be able to find out in a day or two. They normally... Get they only sort of release that information, didn't they? Yeah. Um, anyway, Tony Khan listened to us, which was good because we, you know, what I'm going to say next. Dynamite started off with our good friend Orange B um, defending his TNT, his no international, sorry, the international title uh, against AR Fox. Now the storyline build up to this was uh he basically he he owed Darby Allen a favor Darby Allen brought AR Fox up he was training him and all of that stuff and he asked Orange Cassidy if he could give AR Fox uh, a title match uh, next uh, last week he said can you give me can you give him a title match this week he agreed 
and they opened up the show in a really good competitive uh, match for me. I I've seen a lot. I've seen a bit of AR. I mean, to be honest, AR, anytime AR Fox on Dynamite, of course, I have seen him. This was one of the longest showings that I've seen of him, and yep. I'm getting more and more impressed by AR Fox every time. I, I knew about him previously because I saw him rings on Ring of Honor even when Ring of Honor was still a company as yeah. such. It was not part of AEW and I knew how good he was. Um, but he really impressed me in this one. And once again, uh, Orange finds a way of retaining that title. Yeah, this was awesome. I mean, AR Fox has been in the business 20 years, apparently, and he's he's helped train a lot of other wrestlers, particularly in in the, like, the more the Lucha style, you know, mm-hmm. the flips. Um, but I I wasn't too familiar with his work. I, I'd picked up his name a few times in Wrestle Talk and Inside the Ropes, but prior to AEW acquiring Ring of Honor and then AR Fox ultimately appearing on on AEW television, I hadn't seen or any of him at all really. Um, and I've wanted to see more and more of him. And he's been in a few tag matches. He's been in a few trios matches. Um, but I really wanted to see what he could do in a singles match. And as you say, this was the longest one he's had. And and for me, the best one he's had. Um, some innovative moves. We always yep. point out when we see something we haven't seen before. And when he did that flip off the ring post rather than the middle rope, yeah. I thought that was really creative and a great little spot. So I, I enjoyed this and I quite enjoyed the post-match as well. Yeah, so about to get to that post-match. Um, he beat down Orange. Uh, so and Darby Allen come out and said, like, what are you doing? You, you know, this I've got you this opportunity. Why are you doing this? It's embarrassing. Um, setting up something that phew, happens later, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest acting job from AR Fox. He, he did a bit of a heel turn, and then he kind of did a, oh, I can't believe what I've done, and then a bit of a face-to-face with Darby, and, and he seemed quite apologetic. Uh, and Darby was saying, you know, I'd, I'd put my name to you and I'll vouch for you and, and you take the defeat like a man. And But as you say, that set up something that happens later in the show. So we'll get to it then. We will get to it. Next part was Jericho was at the back. Don Callis brings out a picture of uh, what, him, <laughs> him and Jericho and uh, Bad News Brown. Um, yeah. Now, he books a tag match for Dynamite 200. So next weekend is Dynamite's... Uh, next weekend, next week is Dynamite's 200th episode. Uh, and it's going to be Chris Jericho and uh, Takeshita. That's, that's good enough, isn't it? I do. Takeshita, uh, but yeah, you, you you haven't gone back too far. That's, I haven't gone back too far. That's a pass. Um, that's, that's a pass, see. Um, against uh, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Here's my take on, on this. Go for it. They're all going to turn on Jericho next yeah. week. Takeshita, uh, Garcia, and uh, Guevara and Callis are all going to turn on Jericho next week. Oh, I like that. <clears throat> I like that. And then it's actually uh, Guevara and Garcia that join the family with Takeshita. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great, man. That's an excellent little bit of fantasy book in there. I do like that. Um, I'm a bit tired of this in terms mm. of the JAS stuff, and we saw that a little bit later on. I don't know if you were going to mention it, but they did a little backstage bit. Yeah. And you kind of, come on, man. When, when did Hager hand the hat in? Was that two weeks yeah. ago or three weeks yeah. ago? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. So for us to kind of, oh, we, we meant to believe that Jericho and these guys hadn't spoken at all in the last few weeks. And I don't know. I didn't, I, I don't like how this is dragging on, but if we do get that payoff next week, I will be more than happy with what they've done with it. I just think they could have got there a little bit quicker. Yeah, I think it makes sense for the younger ones to join Callus anyway. Yeah, I know I'd like that. 
I think everyone's expecting Jericho to join it, so it'd be great if the swerve did happen, and maybe then that puts Jericho with the elite. Yeah, I too elite. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 going a bit too far, I suppose, with that bit. But I still think they turn on Jericho next week, which will be uh, an interesting because Jericho hasn't been faced properly for a while, has he? No, no. But they were they were flirting with a sting match thing though as well, yeah. weren't they? So there's a few irons in the fire in terms of Jericho. But yeah, if they do go face turn. Which they, they, yeah, they kind of entertained that idea when he was in Canada. I think obviously mm. it was particularly at the start of his promo in Canada. Yeah. It was very face-like his mannerisms and some of the things he was saying. Um, so yeah, you've you've just piqued my interest in something that I wasn't massively <laughs> interested in, just because, mm. as I say, it's kind of dragged on a bit. And you know, we had the picture being presented to Jericho this week. Uh, yeah, I that know, just reminded me of Jericho and Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's a uh, kind of leaning on that a little bit too much. And we've, I suppose, for AW fans that haven't seen that before, then, <clears> then maybe that's a little bit more entertaining for them. But yeah, um, yeah, if we get to next week and we get um, the young lads joining forces with Takeshita, then then great because uh, I love Don Callis, I love him being an on screen personality and a heel manager. Uh, I like when he joins commentary as well, I think he's good value. So, so yeah, I'm not against that at all. I suppose the three then could feud with Jericho and, as you say, Young Bucks or yeah, whoever. It is. Or, uh, yeah, a lot um, of lot of good stuff they <clears> could um, segue into. Now you see, I piqued Dave's interest. Tony Khan, I am available. Um, <laughs> you just got to slide in my DMs. So. Well, that, from the sound of it, they're they're in the employing employing kind of mood at the minute. So That'd you and nice. Scotty too hot, eh? Yeah. What, what was your, what would your team be? Two. Oh, no, I think he's bald now, so maybe too bald. Too bald. <laughs> too bald, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that, that would be that, that would be done. That one that would be the one for sure. Uh too bald um would be the uh, name for me and, and Scotty Too Hotty. Um let's move on sharpish <laughs> quickly. Um uh, the blend the Blackpool Comet Club were uh, out the back and uh, they were uh, just basically saying that people are gonna get hurt in the main event. Standard combat club stuff. Um, we cut to the ring. Shivani is in the ring. Out comes Beethoven or Jack Perry, uh, as as we know. I, I don't, I don't like the music. Uh, I, I liked it a little bit more this week than last week, but I'm still not 100. percent Right, I think I need to change it somewhat. I mean, it went from a, a catchy dance tune to someone playing the violin. Yeah, it hasn't really got that oomph. I think M- Mikey Ruckus needs to get hold of it and do a little bit of a remix on it and uh, see what he can conjure up. Yeah, put a bit of electric guitar in there somewhere. Um, I like that he was in the black and orange, though. Yes, he did come out black and orange, took the mick out of the fact that he had the FTW title. Taz is sitting in the He trashed spot. the title as well, didn't he? he, he said, I said I was going to win a title, but not this one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to win this one. That's why that was great. Um he goes on talking, and out comes Jerry Lynn, who called him. What did he call? What did he call? He didn't call him Jungle Boy or Jack, did he? He called him Jerry, he, wasn't it? <laughs> I think he just called him Jungle. Oh, did he? I he thought, said, yeah. And and, and Jack Perry said, "Jungle Boy's no more. It's Jack Perry." Uh, okay, and uh, well, uh, I thought he called him Jerry. <laughs> Funnily enough, Jerry called him oh. Jerry. Um, but basically, he did go on to mention uh, Jerry Lynn that without ECW. You know, Jungle Boy basically wouldn't exist, and uh, or Jungle Boy or Jack Perry, and uh, he's going to get his ass kicked one day. And uh, Jack Perry wants to know who's going to do it, and uh, he uh, Jerry Lynn accepts. Uh, so yeah. next week they have a face off, which is uh, yeah, 
It's so I thought at first it was going to be a match, but it looks like it is just a, a face off. So I don't mind this. Everybody, everybody, obviously, everybody knows yeah. that Jerry Lynn works backstage in AEW. So for him to start for Jungle Boy or for Jack Perry now to start trashing ECW and insulting the talent that work there, it makes absolute sense for Jerry Lynn to, to kind of get involved. So ultimately, I hope it doesn't lead to a match and it leads to something else, probably with Hook next week. Yeah, I think we, we'll see who they done a little promo thing, didn't they, where you're sitting at a station? Uh, yeah, the belt train. disappeared and then Hook disappeared. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't think that was the greatest of the vignettes that we've seen in the video <clears throat> packages, but they no. have they have been doing more and more of these um, yes. and, and trying to help keep stories flowing by using those as well. So I know Twitter hasn't been too complimentary about Dynamite this week, but I thought there was a lot of good that happened it was by no means the greatest episode but hmm. i thought little things like that were quite were quite we're removing the right direction yeah um the man that gravity forgot took on gravity uh next uh pack uh took on gravity um i i must what made me chuckle uh gravity's entrance when when he starts walking to the ring like he's on the moon um, yeah he does that as well in the ring he was doing it and he's he, I, I haven't watched the, the whole of the ring of honor pay-per-view last week yet i've watched bits but I've, i did watch his match with commander and he, he mm. broke out and did that as well so i kind of knew that was coming but yeah i like that as well and, yeah and he does younger brother as well yes he is um quite short really this match um yeah a couple, couple of high bits you know a couple of lucha stuff that you would expect from uh, uh gravity uh ultimately pack picks up the win i think after the match was okay, but I think after back-to-back defeats, especially when he's just come back, Pack really needed this win. Oh yeah, and it was short, but it, it needed to be because we needed mm. to see Pack assert his dominance, and he did. I mean, Gravity got some nice moves in, and I really enjoyed when Pack was shouting at him, "Forget me not," yeah. which is <laughs> a play on that Pack used to be called the man that Gravity forgot in WWE. Yeah. That was his moniker. Um, so I enjoyed that, um, but ultimately we had an avalanche brain buster in the brutalizer, which Pack held on to for the win. So very bastard-esque from Pack holding on to the brutalizer. But I thought this was fine. It did exactly what it set out to achieve. It introduced gravity to like more uh, a bigger audience, uh, and we got a good win <clears> for Pack. We did indeed. Um, backstage, this was last week, uh, Renee Young. I was interviewing uh, MJF and Adam Cole. Um, MJF basically said he was going to hit cash so hard he spits out CM Punk's jockstrap. Uh, Cole, <laughs> Cole wants some. Basically, Cole wants MJF to know this is about friendship, and he, he didn't mean anything by picking up the title. Uh, MJF basically said that he would give Cole a rematch for the title after they win the tag titles, and then Roderick Strong breaks up the fight. They move to FDR, who had an interview last week. Basically saying that um, Cash basically saying that since everyone's been with MJF, yeah, including their fiance, including his fiance, they let him down once he <laughs> once they get to know him. And basically, Dax said he's going to beat the SHIT out of them. Uh, while they both like Adam, he's going to get beaten as well. Not me, uh, Adam Cole. Um, he's going to get beaten. Um, I thought these. I mean, I, we didn't see these last week. They were like they they were recorded after Blood and Guts or yeah. at Blood and Guts, and then okay. they've aired them this week, which I thought was quite. A clever thing to do rather than ram it all in to last week's show and <laughs> like the pacing it just seemed a little bit better yeah and i think it's been better since the introduction of collision um but the yosemite sam line from mjf made me laugh yeah uh and also when dax said that he was going to rip max's eyeballs out i thought that was quite good as well so yeah. this sets up the tag match nicely i did like it when max also uh 
done Dax's voice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, I thought this was really entertaining, good stuff. To say it was just a backstage uh, interview segment with Renee that was actually pre-recorded, I, I was quite entertained by both of these two. Yeah, I liked them. I liked them both. Um, are we still under the impression Cole's turn on MJF, or are they going to win these titles? Or is the fact now that MJF said, once we win these titles, I'm giving you a rematch, is he going to cost them the title so he doesn't give him the rematch? Oh, yeah, that, that could be some an interesting way they go. For the last week or so, I've been thinking that Roderick Strong was going to be the one to turn on Adam Cole, and they were going to do something with that. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, there's, there's, there's three directions that can go in here. They can do Roderick Strong turns, Adam Cole turns, or Max turns, or maybe two of the three. So... I think they've played this story out really, really well. I'm not sure if it was even the original story to begin with, but it was just so popular and it caught on. They were kind of forced to do more with it, I think. I'm not sure. It might have been the plan all along, but it certainly seems to me that kind of this this has grown better and better as the weeks have gone on, kind of organically. So uh, we'll see, but it's not going to be a long-term thing, and I'd be very, very surprised if they won the belts. I can't see that happening. Find out on Saturday collision. Just going back to me and Scotty Too Hotty. Do you know the shirts you can get that you can get now? They, you know the Audi shirts. You can get them that says Baldy. We've already got our merch. There you go. There we go. There you go. Really. You're thinking about marketing your team already. They, me and me and Scotty Too Bald are. Uh, Tony, just drop us an email, yeah. and uh, we can we can sort this out. Come into a dynamite near you soon. We'll uh, negotiate the deal. Who's going to be Rikishi at this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I better not insult anybody. <laughs> um, I'll do. I'll do. You, you've got some yellow sunglasses somewhere from the Attitude Era. There you I'll go. dust them off. We got Dave. He can be. He can be Rikishi. Um, Darby Allen, Swerve Strickland. Um, you know we've had this a couple of times, and it never fails to. Um, Impress me always. Sorry, never fails not to impress me. Sorry, so it's always a it's always a good little confrontation, well, isn't it? Yeah, I did like the Death Valley Driver off the top rope to the apron. Yeah, I noted that one down, uh, and also the stunner they did off the top rope as well. Yeah. I know the the stunner is massively, massively overused. It seemed like when Stone Cold stopped using, like when Stone Cold went out of it for a number of years, we didn't see too much stunner activity, and we saw plenty mm-hmm. of RKOs and diamond cutter type moves. Um, but there's a lot of guys, particularly in AEW, doing a lot of stunners. And obviously, Kevin Owens resurrected it in WWE as well. Yeah. But I thought that one was particularly impressive, dropping off the top rope into it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an interesting little fact in this match as well, that every time Darby Allen had beat Swerve on, on AEW TV, it was with The Last Supper, um, which Swerve actually kicked out of this week. Uh, and Darby also kicked out of the Swerve Stomp. He so. did. Kicking out of finishes isn't my um is nope. a bit of a gripe of mine. Um but I thought the fact about the the first time that Swerve had kicked out of the last supper was quite interesting. Yes, he did. And when Derby was trying to get into the ring after this eight the move of the open, there's a hooded guy uh that pulls him back out, throws him into the ring post, right in where Swerve is the JML driver, and that's it. Swerve yeah. picks up a win. I think it's the first time he's maybe beaten Derby. I don't know, you'll know that, but uh, I think it is, yeah. I think as I say, every every other time it's finished with that last supper. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. So um, at the end of that, the uh, the as per the start of the show, the uh, hooded man is revealed to be AR Fox, who attacked Darby. Um, Nick Wayne tries to make the save, but he takes a skateboard to the back. 
uh, and then the face from Fox and uh, Prince Nana gives uh, AR Fox an embassy shirt, which yeah. he accepts. So AR Fox is now a member of the embassy. So he's maybe going for did he wasn't he in a group was he with Top Flight before a couple of times? He was in the trios with Top Flight, yeah. You know, I don't think it was like an official team as such. It was just Top mm. Flight and AR Fox. Uh, obviously, Dante is out injured at the minute, and Darius is now tagging with um, Action Andretti. Yeah. So, yeah, surplus to, to requirements really in that world, but I'm so glad that he's now going to be featured more prominently as a member of the embassy. And and Swerve and AR Fox against Derby and Nick Wayne is a match that I want to see. So, yeah. again, I was a big fan of this. You know, I think, I think AR Fox is a talented... I mean, whether he can talk much on the microphone, we don't know, but as is with Swerve and Nana and Brian Cage... He doesn't really need to. So no. just put him in great matches. And um, yeah, again, another good segment for me. Another one that made total sense. Yeah. Um, they caught up with Jericho. Basically, all the other members of JAS basically said they can't give him 100% until I know where he stands. So we're not going to go talk about any further than that. Okay. Now we've had some quite good bits of AEW. Um, and we move on to the next bit, which was Taya Valkyrie and Britt Baker. Um I'm going to ask you a question, Dave, about this. And it's probably more like a two-prone question. Um, I'm, I don't mean this derogatory to Britt either. Um, number one, is Britt Baker overrated? Or is it just this face turn hasn't worked? Uh, I think she's a much better heel mm. in terms of character. Uh, I think she's pretty good in the ring as well. Um don't really think that the the problem with this match was was too much with Brit. I, I think it was just a real clash of stuff. Sometimes you get a match and two wrestlers just don't yeah, we seem to gel. And this this for me was an example of it. It was I, I know you got another question, but just in terms of regards to this match, it seemed very kind of slow and choreographed and a lot of yeah. waiting around and a really unfortunate spot at the start where Britt was in a bit of a wheelbarrow, mm. um, which is similar to pos- kind of position where Taya hits the road to Valhalla. Yeah. And I don't know what the confusion was, <clears throat> but kind of Britt went down as if she was going to sell the finisher. And Taya went down and landed on a on a bomb and with her legs out in the same position, he finishes that moving, but it, it wasn't the road to Valhalla. No. So it was a bit strange. Um, I don't like to say botch, but something obviously went wrong there. Um it, the match improved a little bit as it went on. Um, but yeah, this wasn't the greatest offering. And I think this is probably this will probably be the thing that the Twitter uh and the IWC will talk about most in terms of this week's episode of Dynamite, which is a shame for me because there was some good stuff on this week. It was, as I said earlier, not my favourite episode. No. Um, they've kind of set the bar very high for themselves in terms of past episodes of Dynamite, yeah. not so much recently, but in the past. So to get a 10 out of 10 Dynamite, it's going to have to go some. Um, but yeah, this was this was unfortunate. Yeah, they definitely felt off. Um, the lockjaw was. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, she literally just literally put her hand there and she attacked. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't because normally you got to you know try and get out of the lockjaw or anything, any submission you try and reach or you, you, you know. She was like, "That's it. I'm not even going to let you." You know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't really like to be critical of wrestlers. Uh, but Taya Valkyria has shown 
at times uh, flashes of what she can do. Um, but unfortunately for her, I think they've kind of half-heartedly turned out or kept her as a face. She's like in between. She, you wouldn't say she is a, a definite heel. Um, mm. So I think her booking has been a little bit confusing at times. I would rather they have really doubled down with her and made her a little bit more heelish and have her kind of, <clears throat> you know, using, using like uh, heel tactics and cheating a little bit more. Um, yeah. rather than kind of wrestling a fairly straight match uh, and just trying to do it all with body language and a face. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total sense. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't like this at all, to be quite Yeah, well, Yeah, I've been just kind of... Like, and the, the sign at the end was was more in, uh, uh, entertaining than the match, which was uh, book women's wrestling properly or something along those lines. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this is the thing we've spoke about it. And we talk about Impact doing such a phenomenal mm. job with their mm. uh, knockout division. Um, uh, for for what I've said about Taya, and it's been a little bit hit and miss. She's she's a good, experienced wrestler, mm-hmm. so I don't think she's been helped at times. Uh, Britt Baker, phenomenal. We've seen in the past what she's done with Thunder Rosa and in other you know storylines and when she was the champion. So the talent's there. Um, but yet again, another week goes by where the women aren't utilised to their full potential. And we don't really, we've got really nothing coming off the back of it now. Britt picked up the win and is that it? Or, you know, it, it kind of, as you say, is a very quick tap, which yeah. again, didn't make a lot of, <clears throat> yeah, not not great this in terms of the match, unfortunately, but the, the booking, the segment and the story aspect. Yep, uh, they hyped up Rampage a little bit. Uh, so you had a Royal Rumble last week. You've got a tag team battle royal uh, this week. Yeah. I know who wins, uh, so I, I've already read up. So I'm not going to tell you. And I'm hoping, and I'm not going to look, but I'm hoping it's uh, Big Bill and uh, Brian Cage. Um, <clears> I'm glad. <throat> I was glad to see they put that team back together yeah. off the back of the um, Blind Eliminator Tag Tournament. Mm. Uh, I thought that was quite an interesting dynamic. Um, so that's my prediction, but. We'll see whether it comes to. We'll see fruition. on Rampage. Yeah, you'll yeah. have to watch it. Uh, also booked was Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. Bit of a throwback to uh, pandemic era uh, AEW yeah. on that one. Like, there was enough. There was another match announced as well, but I can't remember what it was. Um, <clears throat> no, obviously announced for Collision. Uh, we already knew the ladder match. Um, there's the uh, there's another trios match, isn't there? There's Bullet Club Gold minus Jay White, wasn't there? Uh, that's wrestling this week. Yeah, um, yes, I can't think of there up again, so yeah, but yeah, it is, it is the guns and juice and juice. Uh, so it should be an interesting collision. Rampage looks uh, very, it looks quite good actually. So don't, I don't tend to watch Rampage just because it's not a lot. Well, I can watch Rampage anytime I want, well, anytime once he's once he's aired, I can watch it. Um, if yeah. I want to, um, but anyway, we move on to the main event, which was um, the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, best friends, uh, Trent and um, Chuck and uh, Lucha Brothers, uh, who I haven't seen in a while. So it was nice to see. I like the Lucha Brothers. Um, yep. Nice to see them again. I, I kind of got the storyline involving them because it was about Orange Cassidy, wasn't it? That was... Uh, yeah, so you, you asked me on the Collision uh, review as to where this match came from, and I didn't yeah. know, um, but it transpires they did set this up on Ring of Honor gotcha. uh, at the pay-per-view. <laughs> now, that... He's kind of, you get that to a degree because if mm. you're Tony Khan and you've got Ring of Honor and you've got the all these guys at your disposal, yeah, it, it's quite a normal thing to do to, to kind of continue storylines across programming. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The problem is for the AW guys that don't watch Ring of Honor and haven't paid the $20 for the pay-per-view last week. So they did a little bit of a recap, but not a great deal. And I think that that is where this angle struggled a bit. It wasn't so much the match. It was just, it seemed a little bit thrown together if you didn't have the backstory. So you could blame AEW <clears> for that and not doing more on Collision or Rampage to, to hype towards this. Or you could blame us for not watching every single bit of content out there, but... <laughs> We, I think we watch enough personally. So, yeah, there's two ways you could argue with that. You could, uh, listen, the match, it was actually quite a good match to be fair. Yeah. Uh, right near the end, uh, in, interestingly enough, uh, the Lucha Brothers, uh, picked up the win. Um, I think it was a uh, fear factor, wasn't it? By fear pin. factor. So, Trent got a visual pin, um, but he, who he was pinning wasn't the legal man, yeah, Claudio, was, wasn't it? He was Claudio, yeah. yeah. Which was a nice little touch because I expected best friends to be losing. I thought Chuck Taylor would be eating the pin. Glad that he wasn't because that mm. seems to be his role at times. And well, I think best to... friends, yeah, I think best friends are better than that as well. You know, um, you know, another team that we're hearing, or there's a rumor of Santana and Ortiz perhaps yeah, making a comeback soon, and those. Them alongside best friends, you know, they, they had a great tag match and they're both teams that I would like to see in the tag team picture. Um, but yeah, the Lucha River picked up the win with the Fear Factor, which are they still Ring of Honor champions? Did they retain last week? Yeah, I don't think they lost them. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, yeah. Time. So that was um, when they set up a, a triple uh, a, a match next week, then triple threat next week. Yes, no holds barred. Uh, Moxley, Penta and Trent. Uh, yeah. Next Wednesday's diet. Um, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure what to make of that one. Uh, I suspect that the fact that Lucha Brothers won here, um, Penta loses that next week, and Mox picks up the win. Um, uh, I did like the bits on commentary where they said about the BCC lost have lost two matches back to back, but obviously feeling the effects of blood and guts last week. Yeah. I thought that was that was a nice little side kept note. Them, kept them strong, isn't it? It's a safe yeah, thing. yeah. Protect them to a degree. Um. That was dynamite. Um, so Andy, uh, our, our illustrious co-host, absolutely hated dynamite this week. He said he can't even give it a score of zero. Um, uh, yeah, again, not the best episode, but I was kind of surprised to read those messages. I don't know what he hated so much other than perhaps the women's match and the JAS stuff. Everything by the sounds of it. Yeah, I thought the matches were okay. You know, if if they were pay-per-view matches, you want a bit more, you'd want them a bit longer for one. and. Mm. You know, like the pack match was quite quick, but for me, for, for a two-hour show, uh, when you take out adverts, you've got about an hour and a half of action. I thought yeah. there was plenty of that this week, so I'll, I'll go seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, I, I was literally going to drop it a little bit lower, six and a half uh, for yeah. me, just because um wasn't key. Up. That women's match really let it down, and it went yeah. on too long. We always say give the women time, give the women time. You, you couldn't, you didn't need to give this time. <laughs> no, uh, as I say, it, it, I mean, I, we didn't like the setup from this from last week. Uh, yeah, it, it just kind of randomly, Taya comes on the mic and says, I want to face Britt Baker. It, yeah. It's a bit lazy. You could do more with that. So, and as I say, because that heel and face dynamics that we've mentioned a couple of times lately just weren't, we know Britt's a face, but we don't really know what we're getting from Taya at the minute in terms of a character. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it was always going to struggle. But I don't think any of the other women in the same position would have done, could have kind of salvaged it um, as, as talented as they are. So they need a little bit of, hopefully, Scotty Too Hot, he wasn't, this wasn't the match he <laughs> produced this week. And if he does go in, I think he did used to work with the women's division. Um, 
So maybe he can get involved with this and um, and just get some better creative and set some stories up and and you know pay him off with some good matches that make sense. Yeah, um, where are the outcasts? <laughs> There's no story. I, I think they, they haven't mentioned them. I think they've set up a match with Tony Storm, haven't they? Um, is that yeah. Sheeda? Sheeda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose if she beats Nyla Rose. Which yeah. I mean, I suppose they can't mention every week where everybody is, but yeah, they they've gone from being, being very prominent and on every week to just disappearing. Yeah. Um. No. The other concern next week, uh, Dynamite's two hundred, which is good, but we're moving three weeks to All In, and we've got nothing at the minute. No. Now, I'm getting more and more concerned that this is going to be a throwaway now. I think that maybe unless something happens on collision, something could happen on collision and it could change the course of everything. This feels like to me that we're getting to a point of where, do you remember before Backlash, uh, WWE, they had like one match in there and the pay-per-view was actually really good, but they yeah. had like one match announced with like a week to go and all of a sudden these flurry of matches. Yeah. I would have thought personally, and this is taking what some of these AEW fans have also said on socials that yeah. they would have made something out. They would have had the main event kind of already announced by now and things, things bought, bought. We don't know where anything's going. No, I think that could hinge on what happens in that tag match. I'm hopeful that at least one of the big matches will come off the back of that. Um, because obviously the tag titles and the world title are tied up in the same story until Saturday. Um, I think we're going to get Pack against Orange Cassidy for the international title. That's something that I could absolutely see being announced. And it would make a lot of sense, right? Because I think Orange beat Pack for the title when it was the um, All-Atlantic. All-Atlantic, yes, that was it. So I can see that one being made. But you're right, we're getting a little bit close there. And I'd, I would like at least one or two matches, or at least if there's going to be a ladder match or something of that ilk, if we got a couple of the competitors that were going to be in it rather than just get to the week of the show and they say, oh, there's also going to be a, yeah. you know, a ladder match with these six guys in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but a lot of plates to spin and you can see why they're recruiting in terms of creatively and in terms of producers. Um, mm. So hopefully everything will be in place within the next few weeks and they'll have a good card set for not only All In, but All Out the following Sunday. That, this is the big thing, isn't it, now? They've got yeah. two pay-per-views in a week. So yeah. this is going to be really interesting. I thought it was going to start uh, yesterday on Dynamite because Excalibur was like, we're on the road to All In. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, here we go. We're going to start getting something now. Yeah. To not have anything with three weeks to go is a concern for me because it's you know they've sold 79,000 tickets without a match. Yeah. If you announced, you know, Will Ospreay Omega for the IWGP top, there's another 5,000 tickets gone. Yeah, that's another but, match that I think we will get. But again, no will. elite this week and they're dynamite guys. Yeah. So that's not to say they can't appear on collision. But collided it, this week. Yeah, they might be, but I, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt they'll be anywhere near that show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So three weeks to go, a little bit concerning. Well, it will be three weeks. It's just gone four weeks. It will be three weeks by the time. I mean, you could absolutely see them setting up some matches with the BCC and the Elite or, you know, some of the stories that have been playing out, like the Jericho stuff as well, that could lead yeah, to a match or a couple of matches. So there is... St- it, I don't think some of the matches would come from nowhere in terms of the story. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I, I would have liked to have seen at least one or two matches 
it's we're impatient, right? We want to know what the we want to know what the matches are, are going to be, so we can start looking forward to them. But so sorry, Dave, to interrupt. Just some breaking news, and it doesn't concern AEW. So apologies for this. Impact Wrestling have announced, along with special guest Grado, a tour of the United Kingdom for three nights, October the twenty sixth to twenty eighth. I believe that's the same week WWE. Are coming over they're going to be in glasgow they're going to be in the walker dome in newcastle and in hmv empire at coventry oh coventry's good for me coventry's not, not far from you david you... not great for you guys for, for london well guys, to right? be fair we do get a lot so yeah so you've had you you've had your share this year with oil in and money in the bank yeah we've had enough i mean to be fair but obviously this is just literally just been tweeted as we we've been finishing up so we always apologize that we are going for an AEW, but when a breaking news like that happens of we course have to share it um we'll talk to uh, talk about that at length on friday when we pick up impact we will talk about that length tomorrow when we pick up impact tomorrow Western. yes uh very much looking forward to that we have a lot to talk about now with this uh, we've, we've, we've this just been announced. It's exciting for us. So again, apologies that we've segued from AEW. But yes, hopefully a better Dynamite next week. It is Dynamite 200 next week. We have got Collision before that, which has generally been the best show, uh, more so. Well, maybe other than Dynamite last week uh, in terms of match quality and, and, and as you say, the difference and the look and feel and stuff like that. So yeah, very, very good. Uh, so Dynamite for me, indifferent. Um, you, you you didn't mind it. Andy absolutely hated it. So Andy gave it a zero. I gave it a six and a half, and Dave gave it a seven. Uh, we will be back as Dave has said tomorrow to cover more of this Impact Wrestling story to review Impact Wrestling. We've got a top ten tomorrow. Top ten heel turns. Dave, are you ready to lose your job? Oh come on, man! <laughs> Andy gave Michael Cole the number one commentator of all time. <laughs> all time, Michael Cole. Come yeah. on, I think I think that's a P forty five right there. <laughs> so we're gonna give the. He can't really give himself one though, can no, it's like uh, it was like that time that Vince McMahon got sacked on Raw, wasn't it? When Triple H come and done the uh, the dirty on him. So uh, yeah, do that on the show. But guys, this has been uh, the AEW Dynamite review show with a bit of sidetrack to Impact Wrestling. Uh, I have been your host, Adam Cousins, and of course I was with Dave Robinson. We and I will back. bid you adieu. Oh yes. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Stay safe and buckle down. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.